Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Good morning, or something like that. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. And we are broadcasting live from San Diego, California at the Battle for Blood Tournament with Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing over there? Hey, hey, I'm doing really well. It was a great tournament yesterday. A lot of good competition. We ran it incredibly fair. You've you've been to those tournaments. What? What? And you've been to those tournaments where parents are like in your face? Yeah. Nothing yeah. like that yesterday. Nothing oh, like good. that. Everything was good. Uh, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, you know, a couple things. Uh, okay. You know, when when I went to the same high school that my kids go to, right? Right. And uh, oh, we lost Michelle again. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm like, what happened? Okay. I'm going to step away from the keyboard right now. But anyway, so she's going to anyway. call and you control it because every time I do, I dance. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went I went to the same high school my kids went to, except 30 years sooner, right? And, okay, yeah. Well, my classes were numbered one through seven. Mm-hmm. Started at seven in the morning, ended at three in the afternoon. Uh-huh. There's, starts the same time frame, starts at seven, ends at three. Right. They're, they changed it where it, it numbers itself now from zero to seven, from zero to six. Okay. And when my, when my son started school, I'm like, what? Was one through seven really that much difficult? Was it really that difficult where they, could, where they had to change it from zero to six? Well, I hmm. had a theory last night. I had an epiphany coming to work on Friday. And you know me, weird, weird stuff just enters my head at random <laughs> times, right? I mean, just random. <laughs> Well, you know, now it's zero to seven period, and zero period starts at seven. And I figured out why exactly they changed it from period one starting at seven to period zero starting at seven. And that's because zero kids want to be there at seven in the morning. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And and it's it's really funny. You you know, you and I, and we we laugh it off, but we've been linked to – in a many different different fashions, we've been linked together. Whether it be romantically, right. you know, people ask, you know, and we're not. We're just very good, very good the friends. The Corsican twins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Uh-huh. And uh, now I've got this thing figured out. I, 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 from now on, I'm just going to tell people we're on kissing terms. Every time I see you, you tell me to kiss your ass. <laughs> My ass, kiss my grits, Bob. Oh my well, goodness, that's funny. Well, now she's not in the room, but she is on on the uh, 
line. Would you uh, bring in our guest co-host for this afternoon? Yes, we've got a special guest co-host today. We have Kumu Michelle Manu joining us. How you doing, Michelle? Good. How are you two? Pretty good. You. Um, I just want to clarify with the listeners there. They're technically broadcasting live from San Diego. I'm over here in Seattle. Because <laughs> as much as I want to be there, um, I have to travel next month to California anyway. And I figured, well, you know, I'm just going to save my money for, I don't know, airfare, <laughs> taxi. <laughs> Imagine that, yeah. Imagine that. So now for our <laughs> listeners out there, um our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. And uh Sifu Bob and Kumu Michelle will be out and about a little bit later speaking with some of the great martial arts teachers uh that are there right now. Uh we'll get some short interviews with them and uh get some uh, uh get some info about the tournament from yesterday from Sifu Bob. So with that all said, let's go into birthdays. So Sifu Bob, do you have your notes for your birthdays? I do. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine that I that I actually inducted into the Masters Hall of Fame in 2010, Ralph Paris, his birthday is on 1216. Kathy Wang Little, her birthday is also on the 16th. And a local girl from Burbank, one of Don Baird's students, is uh, Diana Ming Zhang. Her birthday is on twelve seventeen. Right on. What do you got and for I've, us? I've got a few birthdays as well. Um, one of my Tai Chi, my former Tai Chi classmate, Pierce Waters, his birthday is on December fifteenth. David Michael Cunningham and Manuel Rodriguez, their birthdays are on December sixteenth. Sifu Charles Shepard, his birthday is on December 17th, who uh, is also a Masters Hall of Fame alumni and previous guest on our show. Uh, Chris Bennett, another great Tai Chi practitioner, his birthday is on December 18th. A whip-cracking friend of mine, Josh Wallace, his birthday is on December 19th. Uh, a parent of a former student of mine, Irene Bai, her birthday is on December 20th. And last but not least, uh, one of my cousins, Jocelyn Ventura, on December 20th. So happy birthday to everyone that we just mentioned and to everyone else that are that is having a birthday the week of December 14th through the 20th. This tune is for you. on the second of this month. What? Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know. goodness, I'm going to have to find a tune specifically for that. Oh, here we go. I got I got the I got the perfect <laughs> tune. Here we go.
don't party too hard now. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have no announcements on my end as far as um, anything going on. But, Bob, since uh, since we're on the subject and since you guys are there, how how did the tournament go yesterday? I mean, how was uh, how was the judging? How was the competition? Was there a lot of uh, karate, kung fu, whatever? There, it was uh, mostly uh, uh, Japanese arts. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, karate. Uh, some some Filipino practitioners, a little bit of kickboxers. Judging was fair. Competitors were gracious. Everybody practiced good sportsmanship. It was just an ama- amazing day. Typical with uh, tournaments, we started an hour and a half late. <laughs> but we ended three hours early. Wow! Wow! How how cool is that? How many competitors were there? Uh, what do you think? About 100, maybe. That's pretty good about for a first tournament. That's pretty yeah, good for yeah. a first tournament, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and in these... December, close to the holidays, that's really good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are the uh, those are the hardcore kick butt competitors right there. I remember doing I remember doing stuff like that, you know, <laughs> traveling during holidays, going, "Hey, why is everybody in the airport?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know any better. Yeah, exactly. You you, you like, knew the tournament circuit. Yeah. You didn't know Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And all those. You know, no, the seminar is going to be intense. Uh, I have Doug Wong sitting next to me. Uh, we've got Frank Dukes is in the, in the building. Uh, Shunny B. We've got uh, Mark Shuey's guys here. We've got an amazing uh, array of martial artists. And then tonight's the awards banquet. Very cool. Now, what are um, do you happen to know what some of the seminars are going to be that are going to be presented tonight? Later on, uh, I can find out. Alan, I need you, please. Uh, would, <laughs> and would coming you on the line now her, is she on uh, Alan Woodman. This is Rusty. Using my phone. <clears throat> Rusty. Yep. Rusty. I have to tell yeah. you and the audience that Alan Woodman has been misbehaving yeah. all morning. <laughs> I, I misbehave but, morning, noon, and night. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There, there's nothing different, you know. Nothing ever changes, you know. No, no. Today, uh, today actually, this is uh, day two and the final mm-hmm. day. Thank God <laughs> of the <laughs> battle for blood and the Sidekick uh, annual first uh, uh, Sidekick Publications Awards uh, and events. And today we have people like uh, Douglas Wong, Grandmaster Mantech, uh, Grant Miller, Kathy Chapati. Uh, Brian Salinas just finished up his cane seminar. Ray Liao, remember Ray Liao is doing the Kempo seminar. We have Barry Barker coming in to do a Kempo seminar later this afternoon. Muay Thai champion and coach uh, Air Fan Tip, Master Air Fan Tip, is doing his Muay Thai seminar right now. He's just finishing up. Um, we have Frank Duke coming in to do a seminar today. We have uh, who else? Eric Lee is coming down. Uh, we're just waiting for him to show up. Too many Frank, people to name. I can't even go through the whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all putting on seminars today, and then uh, starting at 5 o'clock, we're going to have our, our banquet and awards uh, dinner and presentation. So, you know, I wish you guys were here, actually. I wish I was there. <laughs> you Definitely. know, um, yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I said I wish I was there. <laughs> well, we wish you were here too, Rusty, because we love you guys. We don't oh. love Bob so much, but you, we love. Oh Actually, my we God. gave Bob. Just you know, we gave Bob an award this morning. We gave Bob an award that? this morning. Best looking white guy. Oh my God. <laughs> and no, he's wearing it. He's, he's proudly man. wearing the medal. He's proudly wearing and displaying the medal right now. And that's that's right. true. That's actually fact. He looks really nice. He really does. I said, why he does look good. Like it's the prettiest awesome. I've ever seen him. And uh, we were talking about dating later on, but that's that's kind of a private matter. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> no, but but uh, yeah, everybody's going good. Uh, Frank Dukes just arrived. Uh, let me um, let me. I tell you what. Let me give the phone back over to uh, to Bob to give the mic over to Bob. Yep. And I will go out, and I'll try and bring bring Frank in, and he'll get on with you guys and talk. So, all right, that'll be great. Fantastic, thank you guys. Awesome, yay! And that was Sheehan Allen Woodman, and hopefully a little bit later, Hunchy Frank Dukes will be joining us. Well, wow, very very cool. So, it sounds like this this event is just just blowing up by leaps and bounds for his first event. And and it's so hard to, to do events like that. I mean, it's hard enough to do a, a tournament. Because, you know, really? I, I helped out with a, with some tournaments over here, um, getting the, getting it organized and, you know, not not getting to bed until 3 a.m. and then having to be back at the venue by 6 a.m. And it, it's tough. It's really tough, and but he's also got an awards banquet, so that's like other stress to deal with. <laughs> oh, but you know, the nice thing is, he, it's not like a whole thing. He's only giving out fifteen awards, so it's oh, it's only from bad. five to eight. It's a buffet style, all you can eat. Uh, so it's going to go very quickly. It's it's not going to be that bad, and I'll still get home by ten ten thirty. That's awesome. That's awesome, and that's and that's. So, but, you know, but Michelle, she's our special guest here. Michelle, what what is what is your role down here at the uh, tournament? Because I know you were brought in as a special guest and put on their poster. Yeah, I know, and I didn't know he was going to do that. Actually, yeah, I thought, <laughs> well, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I guess <laughs> go with the flow, right? Be like right. water. Um, be like water. Yeah, be like water. Yeah. Here is a guest. I guess. I mean, I'm the only reason why I came down is. It's not that he actually needs me for anything. It's just to be um, available for for both of you. Aww. 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 Well, it's true. Don't awe me. <laughs> next, next year, let's see if we can get our logo up on uh, uh, up on uh, the event. We'll let's, we'll see about doing that. Yeah, that would be a really good idea. Live coverage. I think that would be very cool. So but one thing you you uh, said, Rusty, is is totally true. I'm surprised he did get such a turnout being so close to Christmas. You know, that was my first excuse for not coming down. Christmas is mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But but then you know then again I guess it depends on where people are are going to be traveling and and stuff like that. You know. And I figure you know if it's just a tournament, you know, you you compete and you go home. You know, or you do a seminar, you know, get an award and go home. And, and you've got, like, another, you know, week or so to decompress and get ready for, you know, uncompression, I guess. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, um, I I would set aside funds for myself for maybe one item for Christmas that I really want because it sounds, like, on sale and it's such a good price. 
Well, maybe someone taking that money that is set aside, instead of buying five turtlenecks, they wanted to come and compete. Yeah. And their gift. So. Exactly, and because that—that's pretty much what I did. Is you know, I, um, you know, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm one of those people that that convinced myself, hey, I worked hard all 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 year, and I'm gonna right. buy myself a Christmas present. Yeah. And using my Christmas right. presents back then were, you know, traveling to compete, regardless of whether or not I won or lose. It was like a mini vacation. Yeah. Um, that's a cool. Definitely. Well, it sounds like you everyone's having a good look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everyone's having fun over there. What's going on over there, Bob? Well, I well Frank, really Frank Dukes just showed up. Oh, so I see. Alan called everybody over and you know, pictures, you know, photo ops, that sort of thing. Oh, I see, I see. So he's not going to be available for a little bit. <laughs> oh, he he will be. If I have to grab my throat, he will be. Oh, okay, good. All right, well, with that said, um, I've got no more announcements, so I guess we could just go on to weird news, and we're going to have, according to Bob, we're going to have Michelle introducing our weird Weird news. Weird news. Woohoo. Well, absolutely (laughs) appropriate to have a weird young lady, old lady, (laughs) do the weird news. (laughs) You are not weird. You are are not weird, and you are not old. Okay, so we start off in Amsterdam. Uh, Apparently, a Dutch man's attempt at a romantic wedding proposal was simply smashing and literally smashing. The unidentified lover in the central town of I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce this. So it's L-J-S-S-E-L Stein, rented a crane, planning to descend in front of his girlfriend's bedroom window first thing Saturday morning, playing her song, and then prop the question. Well, instead of the crane, instead the crane toppled over, smashing a large hole into the neighbor's roof. <laughs> oh my no. god! The man clamored to safety, and no one thankfully was injured. But according to the newspaper, the girlfriend said yes anyway. And so after speaking with the police, the pair tra- traveled to Paris to celebrate. Then the crane fell again during attempts to right. <laughs> Right over the larger crane, basking in the rest of the neighbor's roof. So the town's mayor is on the spot after the building was declared unsafe. Six apartments were evacuated. Unbelievable. Very dangerous wedding proposal there. Whatever happened to just climbing a trellis or something, he has to use a crane. I don't know. Just kneel. But she said yes anyway, right? That's awesome. You said yes. Even though fell off the head. Bob, are you there? Oh, yeah. Okay, Bob, so can you explain to Rusty and I how you proposed to your wife so many years ago? Oh. I kept that. Yeah, well, that's a good question, and I'm glad you brought that up, Michelle, because, so you, you know. you bullied her, is, sort of, is what you're saying. This is, this is sort of monumental. Do you know last night I stayed in the exact same hotel room? We stayed in, not room, room, but the same hotel we stayed at in our honeymoon 29 years ago. No way. Oh, so cool. Wow, yep. that's cool. Uh, no, Aww. I kept asking her until she got tired of it. Frankie, <laughs> <laughs> bullied her. She finally said yes, absolutely, and it worked. 
Well, we've been together for, uh, well, and next Sunday, and I think I told you, Michelle, next Sunday is the 30th anniversary of our first date. Aww, that gets a round of applause, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, Marcy, can you imagine anybody being with me for 30 years? (laughs) (laughs) Jen is just an amazingly patient woman. No, I mean, no, congratulations, bro, because, you know, there's that stereotype that people in L.A. don't stay together, whether or not they're celebrities, and and you two, you guys are just too cute together. (laughs) You guys are. Wonderful. Congratulations to you both. Oh, thank you. I know, right? That's very cool. Inspirational. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and the the entertainment news we have, you know, when I when I did the entertainment news and thought about it, got it, I thought, "Ah, let's have Michelle read this one. (laughs) Oh, great! Thanks so much. Let's get into it then. All right. Well, that's some groovy, talk? groovy tunes right there. You haven't yeah. even by the fact. <laughs> yeah. All right. Groovy, well, groovy entertainment news. We've got Mama June and Sugar Bear. Uh, $1 million for a hillbilly sex tape. Way what? back up. <laughs> Way back up. <laughs> Who the hell are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> I have no idea, Rosita. I don't these- know. Bob, who are these people? <laughs> They've got a reality show uh, uh, about their family and their little kid, and she's like, "Oh my God, Honey Boo Boo, that that yes, one, Honey thank Boo." Thank you. Oh, really? God. Honey yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> honey Boo Boo. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the, the parents. Okay, I, I just, well. I just put the vision in my head, and and you said sex tape oh. and the vision of these two people. I think I'm gonna retch a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm so lucky I don't have to have that vision because I don't have TV for 10 years. So I don't, I've seen a couple <gasps> shots online of who this woman is, but I mean, thank God. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah. maybe that's Mama June may have bugs in her feet, but she's still sexy enough to pull one million paycheck if she gets down in the mud with Sugar Bear in an epic redneck sex tape. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Vivid Entertainment Concho Steve Hirsch has reached out to MJ and oh. SB, offering them up to one million dollars, and maybe even if they bang on camera for Vivid BBW site. This is ridiculous. Okay, um, yeah. Anyway, continuing. Hirsch said to June, "We believe you would fit into that category." What can so Vivid <laughs> will let June call the shots. Oh, she has full creative authority, Rosita. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming Sugar Bear can perform multiples. This is just disgusting. <laughs> I want to hurl into plants right here. Okay, anyway, to close this out, because I want to just be done with this. We tossed around some titles. Here we go. Here comes Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, God, disgusting. Honey Slap the thigh, ride the wave. No way. No way. Oh, so ridiculous. Uh, It must be jelly because she ate all the jam. Oh, Oh, that was disgusting. Oh, Oh, I'm so glad I didn't eat this morning. I'm so happy. Okay, um, and the last one and the favorite was what's eating Mama June? (laughs) 
Oh, disgusting. They're looking, for, of course, for more suggestions. So. Oh. Oh, gosh, I'm crying. And that concludes our disgusting, groovy entertainment news for today on Dynamic Show. Uh, you know, I never knew... I never knew the parents' names from the Honey Boo Boo show, Mama June and Sugar Bear. Oh. <laughs> uh, like Billy Bob and Peggy Sue or something crazy. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, is let's move on. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, it's uh, we're almost at the bottom uh, bottom of the hour. It's uh, about 1125. Uh we're halfway through the hour, so why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about the tournament, hopefully get some short interviews with some of the people there. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. After hey, that. MMA fighter Jason Mayhem Miller here. School bullying and cyberbullying statistics are increasingly viewed as an important contributor to youth violence, including homicide and suicide. Let's kick bullying together. Go to we'rekickingit.com. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for Rad. Please don't drink and drive. And don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Guru Rocky Twitchell of Citrus Heights, California, and you are listening to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right, we are back, and we are broadcasting live from San Diego at the Battle for Blood Tournament. So for anyone that wants to just call in and say hello, our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Hopefully later, Sifu Bob and Kumu Michelle will be able to talk to some of the great teachers that are there right now. Like, uh, well, we just talked to Alan Woodman just a little bit ago, uh, but we've got Frank Dukes sitting on the sidelines. We've got Sifu Douglas Wong, and uh, hopefully 
Michelle and Bob can grab some other people. Now, um, yesterday, Bob, you managed to find the time after judging to talk to uh, one of the competitors. And uh, thank you so much for sending me the soundbite. I just want to play that soundbite of uh, Bob talking to one of the competitors. And uh, here it is. Okay, I'm live from uh, Battle for Blood tournament. I'm sitting here with one of the competitors. First of all, I want to get your name and what style you study. Um, Maisie Palomo, and I study, um, I study Sinji Masu, uh, Shaolin Gochu. Who's your instructor? Uh, Professor Noel Longobon. Which I happen to be with here as well. Uh, I did not judge her, Rusty, in the ring, but uh, I did see her. Uh, it, she was uh, up against a white belt. They both did very well. Uh, it was a test for both the white belt and the brown belt. Uh, tell me, what did you think when you were in the ring? I know that you, she was a white belt, you're a brown belt, but she was a sister in the martial arts, basically. She's part of your school. What do you think competing against her? Um, I thought it was just another practice. You know, um, she has the height advantage, but I also have the speed advantage, so it's pretty fair fight to me, and we did our best. You guys did. Well, I'm sitting here with Marie, and I really appreciate it. I'm at live from uh, Battle for Blood. Rosie, back to you. Did you almost say Dragon Fest? <laughs> Live from Dragon Fest. <laughs> That's what it seemed like you were saying. I, you know, I almost, I almost forgot where I was for a second. I was going, you know, okay, I, where, where, where am I? Where am I? I've done that. I've, I've done that. <laughs> In fact, I think I did that at Dragon Fest. But no, they were doing they were doing kumite, right? So she was she was actually hit it up against the brown belt sister. No, no, she was she no she was the brown belt. She was hit it up against the white belt. Oh, I see, I see. So oh, wow. So throughout the now was this for the grand for the underbelt grand championships or or uh, no just no, for that was, division? It was just for that division. Oh, okay. That was like a white belt. Sparring with a white belt, I don't. Uh, with a brown belt, I don't get it. Uh, so, well, that's very cool. And you know, I like her attitude that it was just another practice, because you know that 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 tells a lot about her experience in, as a competitor. Because a lot of people sometimes tend to stress out a little bit uh, when it comes to competing, and they, um, you know, they they put so much value on winning or losing that that when they do lose they get mega disappointed you know what i mean and it it's all about the experience i think and the 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 just the experience of being able to compete so a lot of great maturity in that in that person that's very cool very cool awesome so, what's going on over there i wish i was there it sounds like you guys are having so much fun can you hear all this background, Rosita? Yeah, but it's not all that bad. I can hear the okay, background. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I okay. think we'd really like uh, we'd like to talk. Should we talk with Doug Long first since he's got to teach at noon? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Now we need Frank. And I'm yelling right where there's a seminar. So rude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I am standing here with Douglas Wong, and Michelle is going to ask him the questions, and I'm going to hand him my phone. Awesome. Hey, Douglas? Michelle. Yeah. Hi. How are you How doing, are you doing today? Oh, okay, fine. 
Good. Well, you know, I just want to kind of describe your table that you have set up for our listeners. Would you describe what you have at your display and what you're selling? Oh, okay, there's so much noise. I can't hear you now. I'm trying to find a quieter spot. I'm so okay, sorry. let's try it again. What is your question? Well, I know that you were here yesterday, and you're going. You're about to teach a seminar uh, at noon, uh, and right. you have a table set up, a display full of some beautiful items. I was wondering if you might go so our audience can understand what you have set up and what you're selling um, inside okay. of the main room. Sure. Uh, I'm having so so my T-shirt has the White Lotus system on there, and also have uh, one of my books, uh, my fourth book that I wrote called uh, Kung Fu. the Endless Journey, and uh, the four was written by Muhammad Ali, and also has some training ropes that I'll be using during my seminar, and it's uh, able to trap people, uh, teaching them different weapon patterns, trigger eight circles, uh, takedowns, just like Filipino, they use Saran to, to capture the arm and take them down, tie them down, so uh, we also use this in Chinese system, and also have uh, my DVD, my latest one out on the White Lotus system. So uh, that's pretty much what I have on the table today. Wonderful. What do you um, plan on teaching today in your noon seminar? Um, I'm teaching practical weapons, uh, things that you can use and get rid of quickly. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, basic magazine. There's a certain way that you roll it up, and uh, it makes it just as strong. You can break bricks and boards with it. You don't have to use your hand. Wow. Now, a lot of these weapons I teach are mainly for the female to learn to use because they're always uh, not as strong as a male with the muscle structure, body sizes, and mass. So I always try to teach them something that anybody can use. So just think if the female can use it and the male with their power is going to make it even stronger. So I teach that. So once you use the magazine, you hurt somebody with it, put it in a fire, there's no more evidence. It's gone. And That's I'll also be teaching it. <laughs> yeah. And my other friend, uh, Brad Namaho, just uh, did a thing on Facebook with it. They had uh, four boards horizontalized, and he uh, broke four of them with the magazine. So, you know, it's pretty strong. Wow. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Brad Whoa. is very strong. <laughs> yeah, very strong. And so also I'm going to teach him what's called uh, a fork technique. It's, um, that's why I don't have forks in prison because you can use it almost like a knife. So I'm showing different ways of how to oh, use it, form like a brass knuckle, how you can punch through mm-hmm. a jacket. It doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, there's technique female don't have to know anything. They just pretend they're scratching, and that's all they have to do is go right to the person's skin. And I'm going to teach them a little wow. bit about the ropes and uh, some of uh, the footwork, how to apply themselves, and uh, certain types of punching to uh, double the power. But a lot of times, like I say, a male is always going to be stronger than a female, so how can a female equalize their power? So uh, it's called the slap technique. Uh, similar to use what's used in the Polynesian system, and a lot of people say, oh, that's Kempo. Actually, Kempo, what it is, that Ed Parker learned that from uh, my teacher, Tiny Lafiti, and it's uh, part of what's called, yeah, Hamida Tiny Lafiti, and that we were part of the Lima Lama organization. But that system's also learned it from Mok Gospels and one of the five uh, family styles. And so I'll be teaching some of that today also. It's a very unique type of punching but it's quickly learn, and the girls can, uh, you know, double, triple their powers with it. Well, that's generally what I'll be teaching today. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could take it, but we'll be on the radio till 1. I definitely will take that seminar in the future. Um, okay. Well, I'll be there for two hours to so come catch the last half. Oh, I definitely. 
definitely could. Oh, I cool. Rosina, yeah. I've got like a knee high heeled black leather boots on. That that should be kind of fun. <laughs> Show them how it's done, girl. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. Well, Douglas, you know, I, I have a couple more questions. Um, sure. One is, you know, what's been your favorite part about this weekend so far? Uh, just meeting a lot of old friends here, you know, and, and yeah. uh, talking to new people and uh, discussing different things about the history, about some of the movie things I worked on before with uh, David Carradine, how I was his first instructor, and how we uh, set up uh, the pilot for the Kung Fu series and so forth. And uh, uh, some old friends, Frank Beats here, you know, so you know, just some friends I haven't seen for a while. So it was good to get together. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes it's just the soft stuff, not the actual technical hard stuff that really makes our time special. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my last yeah. question, um, and I'm sure. sure Rosita probably has some questions for you, too. We try not to keep you too long, but it, um, mine is what was what was amazing this year? As we close out 2014, is there something that stood out to you, a great project um, that – Sorry, I, I've got a, a poor gentleman here walking by. Um, <laughs> you know, what's your favorite your favorite thing that you accomplished this year? Uh, I, I did a bunch of seminars down in Mexico, and uh, one of my favorite was in uh, Puerto Vallarta. I had over about 80 people show up, and uh, they were just hungry for thirst, you know, for knowledge. And so I was uh, teaching a lot of the techniques of what I just talked about. And, and uh, I also took on what's called uh, Qigong exercise to develop the, the internal of the system. So I bought it out so they can all feel their own energy. And I taught them a bunch of the healing technique, how to reset some bones and muscles and tendons and things like that. But uh, the people down in Mexico, they really are dedicated students that really want to learn. So, you know, they're a little bit behind what we do here in the, in the, in the West, you know, in the United States. So, um, I'm going to go back down there in uh, March. I'm going to Guadalajara, and a lot of those guys are in Puerto Vallarta are from Guadalajara, so I'll, I will be working with them with that. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun just teaching a lot of people that want to learn, you know. So I think guys are snobby. So, oh, I don't want to learn this. I want to see this, see this. You know, it's not about fighting. It's always about healing also. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think Very. that's wonderful. I think that we're all spoiled, don't you think, Rosita? I mean, um, I, yes, <laughs> definitely. People, I mean, we have, you know, people barely show up to seminars these days here, on, you know, in the states. And but when you go to Mexico, it seems like they're just so thirsty. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's right. Yeah. Well, Douglas, thank you for your time, Rosita. You have any questions for? Oh. No, for I don't. Thank you for joining okay. us, Steve. Okay, Rosita. Well, it was uh, good to hear it from me. We'll see you again next year. I know you'll be there at Dragon Fest, so hopefully we'll you see bet. you before that time period. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll let you go. Okay, you. have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Here's Thanks. Luck. Oh, I just adore him. Oh, don't you? I do, too. I do, too. He was one of the people I, I looked up to as far as kung fu when I was still taking karate. Um, you know, he was a – I, I was going to say he was a household name, at least to me, because – you know, reading up on them, the martial arts periodicals and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Kung Fu. I want to do Kung Fu. I want to do Kung Fu. He was one of the uh, people, um, as well as Cynthia Rothrock, that really made me want to uh, delve more into the Chinese arts. Because uh, at the time, um, as a child, I was primarily a Japanese artist. And uh, so, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just so it's just so cool to, to have finally met him in person and to get to to get to know one of my uh, motivational uh, 
uh, people, <laughs> one of the people that motivated me to get into Chinese art. Really cool. Definitely. You know, he was one of the ones back in the day that had, was very, one of the few that had anything in writing. You know, inspired yeah. people all over. Very true. Very true. Well, yeah. well then, that really helps Michelle when your brother owns the publishing company. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not. sir, but still, you know, it's to, to put it down and share. Most people wanted to keep everything, you know, all-inclusive and secluded within their own art. He was willing to share. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. P- a pioneer in, uh, for sure. In, uh, and you know what? Getting... On top of that is is his people skills matches mastery. You know, usually we have masters out there that are just they just can't get along with anyone, or they're yeah. completely awkward. You know, that's yeah. not Douglas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, if we get if we happen to get done early with the show, you, you're you should go check out his seminar. <laughs> One more nothing. Yay. There's uh, some so, photos going on right now. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like so a lot much of photo ops there. here. Oh, it is. It's awesome. a blast. So, what's are you guys in the same area? You guys are, or are you guys in different areas of the uh, venue right now? We're in different areas. You know, it's a little challenging not being able to share a mic, and we're we're doing it differently, right, in different areas, so we don't get any feedback. Yeah, and it wasn't, and I thought it was something I said because when we started the show, Michelle ran out of the room. <laughs> you better believe I'm always running away from you, Bob. <laughs> that deserves a rim shot, <clears throat> just for the heck of it, just for the heck of it. So what's now, going Michelle, on? Now, Michelle, you want to interview Kathy, right? I'm actually taking a group photo right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's smiling right now. So. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I was busy in a photo op. Oh, here comes Bob running. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, my God. Like, Get, in photo, photo, Bob. Get in the photo, Bob. <laughs> Get in the photo. Get in the photo. No, it broke up. Fun? Oh, such is the fun at a live event. We don't know what's going on uh, a lot of times, you know, and that's the fun part about these live, live broadcasts. It's actually like a dragon fest. Right, Bob? It was like, here, just grab that <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it was so loud there, and it was, oh, my God. It was so it was so challenging to do. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't but, help think, when Michelle kept calling in, and instead of, you know, instead of <laughs> muting her mic, I pressed the X. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and she kept wondering, why do I keep disconnecting? <laughs> I know. It's because it. I'm a moron. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're not a moron, but it was, uh, I'm agreeing with the fact that it was uh, challenging, but next year, I think we have it all figured out. We've got, you know, we've got mics, and, you know, we've got the walkie-talkie. Absolutely, no, next year, and plus it's a two-day event, so we yeah. may not have 2,500 people crammed in that little tiny hall. Exactly, exactly, and that, that'll make for a that'll make for a great uh, that'll make for a great show. Um, oh, it will! It, it'll be great, and we're, plus we've got other events. You know, we've got the Masters Hall of Fame. Uh, but Michelle, since we're talking about the Masters, why don't you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about uh, the World News, real, real briefly? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I want to just rewind just 
slightly to where we do things. There you are. We are we there. <laughs> no, no, you're not cutting me off. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, says it's hard to know at a live event when you're not there what's really going on. Well, you know, we're here, we really don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> this, is true. this is absolutely true. <laughs> okay, so a little bit about the uh, Master Hall of Fame World News is a, a new show um, that's been picked up by Channel 7 in San Diego and will also be on YouTube because that seems to be the most um, wide, widely used vehicle to have video interviews out there right now at this time. Um, so it is a show that will expose and um, celebrate excellence in the martial arts community, uh, whether they are alumni of National Hall of Fame or they're not. Um, they've been, they're the guy that drives, that's been driving the van um, for kids for 40 years to tournaments. So um, all relations from performance and recovery supplements to um, MMA announcers. I mean, we are going to just cover the – the full spectrum of all the people that are within and affect, um, in a good way, the martial arts community. So that is essentially the distilled the summary of the Master Telefame World News. Very cool. That sounds like well, a great commercial, so we can steal that sound bite and just use it in the future. <laughs> you have to let me do it a little bit better than that. <laughs> I knew you were With less background it, noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, is the YouTube channel already up? It is. It is actually created in uh, production. It just needs to go live. You know, it's uh, interesting working working with yeah, perfectionists. That's nice. Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the phone to somebody else, Michelle. Mute your phone. I can't. I'm 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 going to give it to somebody. Okay, well that's different. So okay, intermission. Intermission. Okay, hold on. I'm going to put. Actually, it's Frank Dukes on the phone. You ask him the questions, Michelle. I'm going to give it to him. Oh, Mr. Dukes. Very cool. Hey, Rusty. Hey, how you doing, Hanchi? Good. How are you, Michelle? How are you doing today, too? Hi, Frank. Hi. (laughs) Well, it's great great to talk to two of the most beautiful women in, in all of martial arts. Thank you. Thank you. Both inside and out. So how how am I helping you guys today? Well, I actually have a couple questions. Rusty, can I start first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, you know what? We've been following you on Facebook and all of your massive recent travels to, I mean, international travels. And I know that you just arrived, literally, not even, I don't know if it's 12 hours yet, but 24 hours ago, you were still in Russia. Can you share yes. with our audience a little bit about what you were doing there and what came out of it and what the best part of your trip was? Well, I was there for a, a world conference. We're trying to get to jiu-jitsu into the, into the Olympics. And also the, we had the Eurasian Games and my uh, Canadian fighters uh, made the finals and it came down to Canada and about 11 other countries. Uh, fighting for the world championship. Uh, very proud to say that uh, our Canadian school, Dukes Rue, took uh, out of four uh, fighters, we took one gold and two silvers. Excellent. So it was it was a great a great event. We uh, made some great friends. Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, uh, one of the best fighters who took, I think, the other position was the uh, the Kuwaiti team, and uh, it was interesting to to deal with them and and. Uh, and and uh, make friends with them. Uh, 
uh, especially in times where there's so much stress going on in the Middle East, you know? Absolutely. That's exciting. So that was the best part. I mean, between making new friends and your fighters taking away so many medals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was very 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 exciting. I didn't get a chance much to do much sightseeing except from the car. I was a helicopter. <laughs> uh, 250th year anniversary, but our you know, responsibility was to the fighters, so I had a choice: either be with them or or go to the light show. But uh, it, it worked out really good. And my hats off, and all the real uh, credit goes to uh, their coach uh, Chris Myra, so who's one of mm-hmm. one of my students. So. Uh, he 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 really did a fantastic job with these 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 kids. That's wonderful. So um, I call them kids, now. adults. But oh, I'm in a martial arts everybody's a kid. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, 2004 is clo- 14 is closing out, Frank. And what has been a highlight for you this year? Do you have several? Oh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I just don't know where. Uh, maybe the highlight was uh, in 2014, my fight footage actually making it onto YouTube. And uh, after all these years, you know, uh, it was rather interesting. It was stolen. A lot of people know this, but uh, it was stolen by the same people who were criticizing for for many, many years. And then one of their own kids uh, grew up and was so disgusted by what they saw their parent was doing and, that they actually put the video up and uh that was kind of exciting to, that somebody had the uh had the uh honor you know and respect to, to stand forward even when when they, and, and uh raw, you know correct the wrong you know which so reinforced wonderful. my faith in humanity uh another thing big highlight for me was um in anti uh in the uh trafficking area of uh Human trafficking. I've been working in that field for a while, you know, very undercover. And we broke up of a huge ring, which the credit goes to a woman by the name of Dottie Lassiter, uh, in out of uh, Texas, out of San Antonio, Texas. She was just amazing uh, what she did, what she's been doing, and I'm I'm glad I got a chance to play a role in helping support her and make that happen. So, you know, that's the real work I think of, mar- of martial arts. That's what we need to be doing and concentrating and using our skills and in a positive way to to basically make our communities better and safer and uplift others. That's what it's about. It's not about glory or or I did this, I did that, you know? Yeah. Well, and 2015 is coming. Do you have any cool projects in the works for the first quarter? Well, uh, I do. One is, is is maybe finishing up this project I've done. For, I've been working on for so many years, which is a the story of uh, Genghis Khan, uh, told by cool. Mongolian people, actually getting it ready for for market. Uh, we're getting ready to finally do the color correction, and I I want to do some uh, creative changes to the film. So that's going to be we'll be working on that. And uh, I've got another project I'm working with uh, an institute in Florida, which has to do with the uh, theory of quantum entanglement and how we can affect um, cells. Uh, actually, it's a whole new idea of uh, of, of uh, cell rejuvenation and anti-aging and, and improving people's health uh, by altering frequencies um, around the body. So... It, it's proving to be a very exciting field, and, and I've been helpful in that in that field. I'm not a medical person myself, but I brought a lot of the ancient teachings and things that I 
experienced in Mongolia, and they all work in sync with it. It's sort of like they have ancient ways of doing things, and, and I've been featured on That's Incredible. Uh, I don't know how many times uh, Justin Harvey came out, and I've actually yeah. gotten people who've never walked before walking. And it's not that I'm some, like, miracle walk worker or prophet, but I, I approach the problem differently than conventional medicine. And, and so some guys from conventional medicine have actually taken notice of that, and now they're we're doing studies and and finding out that there's a there's a whole different way of maybe correcting health issues in the in the future, which is very very exciting to be a part of that. It is very exciting. It is alternatives always been yeah don't you think? Yeah, um, awesome. <laughs> well, one last thing you you mentioned Justin Harvey and he is just you know that gentleman in West Virginia that is he just worships you. You're his favorite um, hero on this planet. Um, yeah. You know, uh, radio host that had, was born with cerebral palsy that wasn't supposed to make it. He has interviewed mm-hmm. everyone that has been casted in the Kickboxer except for Jean Claude Van Damme. He said yeah. that his goal for 2015 is to interview him. Do you think there's any way we might be able to set that up for him? <laughs> well, I, me and Jean Claude haven't spoken for years, so okay. I don't think that's going to be possible. But. Uh, I did was able to help Justin with Michelle Kesey, Krefa, who who actually yeah. played Kong Po after after uh, after that, and uh, even tried to help him set set him up to to interview Steven Seagal, who turned him down. But um, yeah, it, it was just kind of unfortunate, you know. It is. But, um, but Justin's a, a wonderful, wonderful human being, um, and uh, you should interview him about some of the things we've done and medically and what he was able to do. And in fact, uh, just had a lot of fun with Justin uh, okay. when he came out to visit me when I was living in Washington. So had a real good time. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. There was uh, two guys and uh, I threw, I had my own private dock at the time we lived on a lake. And uh, so uh, I said, Justin, you ready to do your martial arts? And he says, what do you mean? He says, I can't stand it. He says, yeah, but you can in water. I put an I put a actual life preserver on him. I pushed him into the water, and he he floated up there, and he was able to do his kicks and his punches and everything floating in water. And he he really got the sense of what it was like to do martial arts. And you should have seen him; he was beaming. And wow. then I turned to this other guy who who's hearing impaired uh, slightly. He he didn't know how to swim, and I said, "Okay, it's your turn." And I pushed him in the water, and of course he's panicking and he's jumping around and 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 what have you and. Uh, and floundering, and he's he's acting like he's drowning. And finally, I had to yell him. I said, "Stand up!" And he he didn't realize he was like in three feet of water. So, and oh Justin was just laughing, you know, so hard. <laughs> and then they ended up sparring. It was really funny. So, and Justin did a great job. You know, he did a really good job, and they had a really good time. So, it's just I, I think you know we all are born with obstacles in our life. It's just that the secret is to finding out the 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 this you know the the secret to, to having a happy life is really just finding out how to get around those obstacles and being mm-hmm. creative and imaginative and working with it. In Justin's case, he always wanted to do kicks and punches, and all, the secret was just putting him in water and, and mm-hmm. letting him float where, you know, mm-hmm. the water was his point, so he couldn't lift himself with his own legs, but that worked. And what was really great is after giving him acupuncture and uh, working this technique, uh, Justin was able to actually – not walk in his walker, but actually run in his walker for the first time in his life. 
And I got wow. pictures of him doing, you know, push-ups and, and things he could never do in a, in a million years. And, and that was only after three weeks' work. And that's the kind of work we as martial artists need to do. We need to, we need to get out Agreed. there for people, again, who mm-hmm. can't encourage them. And we need to find those new ways and share that information, you know. That's why I'm telling the story because I'm sure I'm not the only person out there who's got a student who may have cerebral palsy, and I'm hoping another mm-hmm. instructor out there will hear this and try that method for their their student and, and, and have great success with it. Oh, thank you, Frank, so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right motivational, <laughs> yeah. Very motivational. Real-life stuff, yeah. Well, oh, my gosh, Rusty, I've totally assaulted uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's your turn. You go ahead and assault. I'll hold them down. <laughs> well, I have no questions because my my question was about um, you know your, your any special events or projects that you have for 2015. Um, so yeah, I I'm good. <laughs> okay. Wow. Thank you, Frank, so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much, Frank. My pleasure. Anytime. Uh, it's, it's really a pleasure talking to you and, and all of you, all your listeners, and, and God bless. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Frank. Right on. Oh, so such a cool interview. Oh, it's I nice know. That so. was. That was. And, he, you know, he brings up a good point, okay. uh, you know, um, about bringing out about um, us as teachers, any one of us as teachers, uh Bringing out that that warrior spirit in, in people that may think that they're that they're limited and cannot do the martial arts, um, because you know, unfortunately, I've met a few people, teachers, I guess, that choose not to take on the challenge of of teaching people that are handicapped. Yeah, I put. Right, because yeah, oh, it's gonna right. hold up the class. You know, they think, oh, it's gonna hold up the class. So I'm gonna have to teach them privately on my own time, and da 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 da. And it's like, no, you know, I mean, everyone's got something to offer, and uh, I do think that as teachers, if we really want to learn, um, the best we can, and to really get to know what we teach and internalize it, it's to teach, and that's to teach anybody. Um, so yeah, it's uh and and I'm a firm believer in if you really know your stuff, you can teach it to anybody. So <laughs> that's I agree, hundred yeah. percent. I do, I agree. And just the, the submerging into the water. I mean, just to create an environment of no gravity where yeah. Justin was able to move. Um that's amazing. <laughs> just yeah. Very and you know yeah. yeah, um speaking of setting up speaking of setting up interviews, it would be awesome. If we could speak to Justin on a future episode, is there any way we could uh, set that it. up? You okay? Absolutely, I, I can answer awesome. yes for him right now. <laughs> okay, awesome, great. Because we'd like yeah. to know more about his show. We'd like to know about his martial arts training. We'd like to know about his journey. I think it would be very, uh, very good for the listeners to to hear about that. So yeah, yeah it's, like, it's perfect too because even when the world news is going to interview him. Uh, in the spring, but it's a very short segment. I think the hour and a half with Dynamic Dojo would be absolutely justice for Justin. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, definitely I'll connect him with you, Rosita, and we can work it out. Yeah, that would be great. That would be yeah. great. We'd love to have you on as a guest co-host for that, too, if you're available. That would be oh, awesome. Oh, absolutely. Are you 
Are you kidding? Obviously, yeah. I say yes every time you ask me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Rosita. Michelle, will you? Yes, I will. Yeah. We're on here. I'm calling now. Yeah, and we do appreciate your support of uh, of the Dynamic Dojo radio show. And uh, you know anything that our show can do for Masters Hall of Fame, you you guys got it too. Uh, it's part of our job as ambassadors, to, and it's our pleasure to uh, to do it. So, all right, Bob, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know where yeah. Bob is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. I am here with Shani Beach. He's having a movie come out, and he's got this big event. He's actually personally given me an invitation to oh, sit cool. in a VIP section. It's on Main Street in LA and 2nd Street. Uh, so I'm going to hand the phone over to him. Go ahead and ask him whatever you want. Yeah, I, you know what? It's not fair. Why, why didn't Rusty and I get VIP tickets? <laughs> uh, well, actually, well, you here. will probably... You will end up having one by the time you leave. <laughs> but he has to give you a special letter to be able to get the VIP seats because there's going to be big old security guard that will not let you in without, or they will stick you in the crappy seat. But there are no crappy well, seats. I'll, I'll just choke him out, Bob. Really, just, not a problem. <laughs> she just threatened to choke out all of your security. Uh, hold on, here is Shuni B. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, I'm here. Oh, Master V, you're on with uh, Rizzo. This is Shani B. How are you doing? No, it's good. How are you? I am doing very good. Now I'm uh, doing over here, you know, promoting my movie, Gold Cup Protector, which is going to be a big red carpet event in downtown Independent Theater this coming Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Oh, you know what? And you know what? I have Rizita on the phone, too, the main co-host, and uh, we both need tickets. So I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> We're going to go with Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can go, Michelle. I, I, I would I'm like to Seattle. invite you guys too. You know, if you have a, a, the free time, I, I I want you to join with us. We have a Frank Duke. We have a, a Leo Fong. We have a Richard Bustillo. You know, like major yes. major martial artists. The uh, I'm inviting them. They're going to be there. Uh, so Los Angeles time going to be reviewing uh, my movie that day. So it how will exciting. be guys over there. So um, how, what is the movie about? Can you explain a little bit about some mm-hmm. of the, the timeline of um, what happens to the specific characters in the movie? Yeah, movie is about, you know, in Nepal. I'm from in Nepal, and uh, we have uh-huh. a, a big issue with human trafficking uh mm. because a lot of you know the young girls from uh countryside they brought into the town and sold for prostitution and the whole life for them in, like a miserable you know so this movie is like a masses for not only nepal just around the world someone has mm. to stand up and stop this you know uh human trafficking thing uh definitely i'm the action you know i'm a seven degree black belt in martial arts so definitely there are going to be martial arts action uh, but the main, you know, the storyline is stop the human trafficking. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what has been, um, what has been the, the funnest part about making the movie from your point of view? Uh, I'm sorry because it's, uh, I cannot hear, you know. Oh, um, I said, what has been the, the, probably the funnest part of making the movie? You, you mean, uh, I don't get it. It's still because too much noise over there. Yeah. There's too much noise there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a minute, okay? 
Okay. Uh, can you put in the speaker maybe again? Hello? Hello, can you hear me now? Now, now it is better, yeah. Okay, wonderful. It's hard. There's so many people running in and out, so. Yeah, this um, is a, a, I, uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a compound question. One is, what was the funnest part while you were making the movie, and what was the most challenging part while the movie was being made? Just a minute, okay. Uh, Alex, come over here. Can, can you, uh, what's she asking for? Oh, hello? Hi. Um, I, I was just asking what the funnest and the most challenging part uh, was in making the movie. Oh, okay. She's saying, do you, well, she's asking what, what was the, what was the most difficult part about making the movie? Uh, making the movie, you know, it's a difficult part. Is going over there in Nepal all the way. I took some uh, student from here, uh, spending uh, time in the countryside of Nepal. Uh, it's uh, like a higher altitude. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of very difficult for uh, me and for my students being over there for six months. Wow. Wow, amazing. Yeah, because we went to all the way to the birthplace of Buddha, you know, where the root of martial art began. Uh, and it is not like a, in town, you know, not in Kathmandu. This is away from the Kathmandu. So taking all the crews over there from Kathmandu, like, a, you know, 60, 70 people to shoot movie, that was the difficult part of uh, making movie. Wow, so you eventually you essentially had like 60 or 70 people tent camping, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly, wow. yeah. Wow. <laughs> For six wow. months? Yeah. In high so altitude. This is yes, that's very high true, altitude. Actually. You could go in like a 29,000, you know, but we, we didn't go all the way to the Mount Everest, but it's still, you know, it's kind of high altitude place when you go to Nepal. Uh, wow. If you're not used to, you know, breathing, you know, it's a big breathing problem. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially I know some people that have altitude sickness where the higher they climb, <laughs> they pass out. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> they have to do good on the film. <laughs> yeah. um, but that so, was yeah, kind okay. of experience for me, you know. But uh, uh, same, oh, same time, I got motivated for this movie. So we are making the sequel. Uh, but this time it's going to be the human trafficking uh, in United States, not in Nepal. So okay. we are working on that. Well, that's exciting. So you're going to have um, mm-hmm. some guests on, on Saturday night, so that's six yeah. nights from now. Um, yeah, yes, okay, ma'am. so you, yeah, you endured some challenges, massive challenges, but what was, what was the fun part about filming the movie? Was there, I know it's serious material, and you had some challenges to overcome, but was there any part that was really fun and made you laugh during the filming? Okay, we 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 have a uh, one part, you know. I uh, said the girls, uh, she is uh, going to be uh, sold for prostitution. Uh, we got encounter, uh, you know, uh, in the middle of the movie, you know, and uh, so we have some. And I had to fight with uh, like a gang, you know, like a seven, eight people uh, uh, chasing the main lead, main character. And uh, there's the uh, one fight scene. Uh, I was fighting one kind of comedy guy, you know. Uh, uh-huh. So that was a really fun part of the movie. Uh, when you watch a movie, you're going to laugh yourself, <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, because great. we did theatrical run in uh, Nepal and Hong Kong, you know, and India, some part of. 
and when that scene comes, it will laugh, you know, audience. <laughs> so that very was the very cool. fun part of the movie uh, uh, when I was making. Well, that's wonderful. Rosita, do you have any questions? Um, yeah. Uh, Guru B, did you uh, teach a seminar today? Yes, I, I'm running the Jit Kundu seminar today. Oh, uh, because, so uh, you haven't. It hasn't happened yet, correct? Yeah, today I'm teaching Jit Kundo because I'm the uh, Jit Kundo and uh, Taekwondo and Kali. You know, I have mm-hmm. a studio in Pasadena downtown uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, today I'm going to be uh, teaching Jit Kundo seminar to my students and some new uh, uh, students coming from the cross country. Hopefully it's going to go well. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you had a great year. Uh, with the movie, do you have any special plans or other events or projects happening in 2015 in, in the upcoming year? Yeah. Yes, we are working on our uh, uh, next movie. Uh, I have mm-hmm. a, like a people investing online in line. You know, uh, the name of the movie is going to be Fight of Fury. Uh, mm. This is a, we are now uh, uh, working on a script plus you know trying to find a real martial artist. You know, so we mm-hmm. can. Uh, do the real deal, you know. I don't want to just right. make movie uh, taking stunts from the Hollywood, you know. I want right. to bring the real martial arts on the silver screen. So mm-hmm. that I am working on it for 2015. Very cool. Well, I'm sure that'll be a very, very good movie, and good luck on that project. Yeah, hopefully, you know, if I get support from all, from you guys and everybody, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my best uh, to bring martial art movie again, like Bruce Lee, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and seventy. You know, uh, that would be I great. Think it's happening now. <laughs> yeah. So Michelle, if you could get some, um, just a little bit of background information on that um, on that project, um, and uh, definitely Guru B, we'll we'll uh, go ahead and help you promote that on our show. We'll, uh, we'll we'll help you out with that. So Michelle, if you can get some just basic information about that and send it over to me, then that'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, she will do that. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Guru, for joining us on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. We'll let you go so you can get ready for your seminar. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, thank, thank, thank you very you. much for this uh, opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, Rosita, awesome. cool what I was just going to say was, isn't it interesting that both of our guests back-to-back were talking about human trafficking? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. and it's, you know, it's 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 some subject that, that many people tend to, like, put on the back burner. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 a, it's an issue that definitely... Uh, does need to uh, have awareness on and stuff like that. And as martial artists, you know, you know, wh- why why can't we bring that more into the public eye? Because you know, we teach people how to protect themselves. We teach people how yeah. to, you know, uh, avoid dangerous situations and and to stand up for what we believe is right and and all that. And you know, yet it happens. And it's 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 a sad issue. But um, it, you know, kudos to Master B for for making a movie that addresses that issue. That's very cool. 
No, I agree. And just even awareness. And, I mean, we teach awareness and also the right to protect self, you know, especially women. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the right to protect ourselves. We don't need permission. And who cares what we look like doing it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If it works, it works. Exactly. That's awesome. Right on. Bob, Bob, you're running into the coolest people right about now. (laughs) These are are the Bet, some of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, Rosita, it's all only because Bob's dressed up in a really nice suit and tie today, so they're wondering <laughs> who this host is. But yeah, but Michelle's out. running. Michelle, the, the, they use, like, this girl shows up from a, a Las Vegas TV station. Pretty <laughs> Asian girl. All these guys flock to her. Michelle's hiding. <laughs> Nobody knows where Are she is. Saying, I am a Las Vegas Showgirl? What did you call me? No, 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 no. No, there's a girl here that showed up and has a Las Vegas talk show. Oh, I haven't met her yet. Wow, did you get that wrong? Well, yeah, maybe I was hoping to wear feathers and some fishnets or something. I don't know. (laughs) A big old boa, you know. Yeah, that's right. It looks like Big Bird for a bit. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's funny. We keep saying, Michelle, you're not old, you're not this, you're not that. Every time you reference a boa or something else, your age is starting to show. You know, I I would choke you with my boa, so definitely I have to have a boa off my Big Bird headpiece. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, didn't I feel old the other day when I'm driving with my daughter, so I'm taking the Universal Studios. I passed Andy Griffith's old house because I did a lot of work for him. And she's like, I have no idea who that is. Oh, how would she? Oh, my goodness. I, she wouldn't, but it still didn't help me from feeling older than dirt. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, actually, I actually think more kids should, should, should watch the Andy Griffith show. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it is. It's simple. It's simplified, easy living. That's the way I I look at it. Oh, you know, well, I got a funny story then for you. You're right. Brandon, my son, comes up to me the other day. I'm driving him home for work, and he says, "What's that? What's that show with the the goofy sheriff and the goofy deputy? They're teaching. They, they were teaching the sheriff's son how to fight. And you know that show from the 1970s. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he called it ancient show. What did he call it? Yeah, he oh called it was an old show, and it was from the seventies. X to go, dude. That was Ronnie Howard. He's sixty years old. That show was from the fifties. That's right. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you know, you just need to have like, look what I did with my daughter. There were just words that were off limit. Ancient was one of them. Old yeah. was another. <laughs> Unless you're talking about martial arts history, nothing is ancient or old. There you go. There That's you right. You, you know, my, my, one of the guys I worked with uh, said something about him going out and getting a copy of his birth certificate. And I said, well, was it really chiseled on stone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the jokes oh. continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, you found the rim shot. Good for you. I did. I had to like scroll all the way up the board. But uh, for our listeners out there, if you want to call in and join the fun and see if you can talk to one of the martial arts celebrities that Bob might run into, give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Wow. So 
you know, I mean, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. So it, is it more of a bazaar right now where people have, like, boots up uh, or or um, as the seminars are going? Or how how is that working over there? Well, well right now, do. I think. Oh, go ahead, oh, Michelle. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead, Bob. Well, they do. They have some booths while the seminars are going on, selling books, selling, uh, you know, magazines, T-shirts. Uh, uh, got Shuni B, which is a, a nunchuck expert selling practice nunchucks, the kind with the foam, DVDs, videos, all sorts of things. Very cool. So that's all in one room that Bob just described, which is kind of like uh, there's a registration table and you walk into that bazaar room, if you will, and where there's things for purchase and you can meet with the creators and the masters that are sitting there and take mm-hmm. pictures and speak with them. But then there's also four, three, I believe two or three more rooms um, right next door where there's independent, a separate, um, a walled off separate rooms where there are seminars taking place. So I think that Frank Dukes is starting his seminar now. Um, next to Douglas Wong. So we've got both oh, of them cool. at the same time. So I'm so glad we got them both on before they were going to Yeah. So yeah. That's essentially the layout. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. See, I want to know, though, Michelle, on, on those two seminars, what? how do you pick? You've got two great yeah. martial artists at the same time. I know. Yeah. It's awful. It's just torture. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, and all the way over here, I'm like, you <laughs> <laughs> stop that pouting, knock it off. Yeah, I'm pouting. I'm pouting. I'm pouting. Speaking so, of yeah, pouting, Bob, can you get Kathy? There's no pouting in the dojo. On author of that new novel. Oh my God, what a, what a segue oh. that was! But I don't know where she is. Oh, I asked her earlier, and she said that she would love to be on. There's a novel she, called oh, No Pouting in the Dojo. They're actually going to get her, but that was that was the most incredible segue, Michelle, I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, that thank was, you. That was there amazing. Is, there's a book called No Pouting in the Dojo Must yeah. Have. Yeah, no, and it's a female author. She's here to, to um, go ahead and do a book signing and talk about her process. And um, I, I wonder if it's on Amazon. To... Um, you know, it's going I... on Amazon right now, and I'm going to find out. <laughs> you know what? Bob can just purchase one for you and mail it to you. She has a whole table there you of go. books here. And she was yeah, fine. she has a whole table. You should have heard the segue they gave for you, the most amazing segue. Because Rusty, our show host, was like, oh, I wish I was there. And Michelle said, no pouting. And then we said, let's talk to Michelle. Right? <laughs> that was oh, oh, it's on, Michelle had. Well, I am going to, that is awesome. I am going it's to on, give you to Kathy, the author of No Pouting in the Dojo. Here you go. Awesome. Thank you. Hello. Kathy, thank you for joining us. Can you hear us? It's Rosita and Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Rosita. Say hi. Hi, hi Rosita. Thanks for, joining, thanks for joining us, Kathy. Wow. Thanks for having me. I can barely hear you, but, but let's get, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on Amazon right now, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see about buying your, buying your book. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your book, No Pouting in the Dojo? That's, that's, in, that's, that's classic. I, I have to buy yes, it. Yes, isn't it? I love it. No Pouting in the Dojo is a compilation of 14 years of my teaching experience. Uh, I 
when I was first asked to step onto the mat as an instructor, um, my school had kind of a revolving door attitude toward uh, teachers for our kids' class. No one wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, no one really had great teaching experience. We didn't go to seminars where we learned pedagogy, um, how to how to deal with uh, building focus in kids, nothing like that. It was just, you're a black belt, now it's your turn to teach. So um, I stepped on the mat, and I didn't know what I was doing. And so in, in 14 years, I've learned so much from my students as they've learned from me. We've both grown um, a tremendous uh, amount through character development uh, is is one of the focuses that I emphasize. Mm-hmm. So with with them, um, teaching them that, uh, for instance, no padding in the dojo, keep yourself focused, uh, pay attention, uh, mm-hmm. be um, be strong. Uh, when you do have to cry, that make sure that it's it's because you're really injured, not because your feelings yeah. are hurt. Um, and, and it's not that uh, we don't allow feelings. It's that that we we have a, uh, a deep understanding of the fact that uh, that martial arts teaches us how to deal with things that go wrong with our with our lives, things that go right with our lives, and how to deal with all of that accordingly in a very mature manner. And mm-hmm. there's there's about three students through the whole book that I chronicle their journey uh, from. I would say age eight to now, one of them is in his 20s, graduated from Yale, uh, is working for a nonprofit lawyers association in Chicago, doing civil rights and social justice work. So, you know, just the stories that martial arts has made such a transformative um, impact on these children. Martial arts has made uh, such a tremendous impact on me and their families. So it's really taken, you know, the kid, you think it's about kicking and punching, and it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a community, it's a way of life, uh, and it's a lifelong bond. I mean, they, these kids, I'm going to be following them for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have been. It's, it's one of the most um, honored, the, one of the biggest things that I've ever been asked to do, which was bow onto a mat and, and teach kids because – I've I've just grown so much for it. I am not half the person, um, you know. I, I'm just such a, such so gifted and such so so much more blessed than when I was just a black belt. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has mm-hmm. just been such an incredible ride. Very cool. Well, definitely, I'm going to be buying it. I I have Kindle Unlimited, so I'm going to... Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna... Excellent. Yeah, it's on. It's available on Kindle. Uh, it's available in uh, hardcover, um, uh, paperback. It's uh, I'm. Uh, it's in uh, some independent bookstores in Austin, Texas. It's also available at Barnes and Noble online, Amazon.com. Uh, and and if you're in San Diego, where we're having the conference, it's at Kang's Martial Arts Supply. So uh, we're doing a little bit of uh, hometown San Diego business. So that's always cool. Um, Very cool. And uh, and I and I love to hear. It's got some great reviews on Amazon. I think it's about mm-hmm. uh, ten five star reviews, which is blowing me away. And yes. a lot of these people, like you know, you have an author that puts out a book and their friends and family go and they will review it online. They'll give you these glowing reports. Well, I honestly don't know some of these people. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. And like, wow, you really got that from that? Wow. I mean, cause I'm just telling the stories 
and they're impactful to me. But you just never know, um, especially the work that I've done with ADHD and Asperger kids. The parents are just, um, they're just very relieved to hear that, one, they're not alone, and two, that there's mm-hmm. hope. And martial exactly. arts, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a parent of an Asperger kid uh, or a, 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 a child who's really struggling with ADHD, um, find a really good martial arts school. Go visit, um, you know, meet the instructors, watch a class, let the uh, let your child take a class, um, and and stick with it. It does work. A good instructor is very important. A good school structure is uh, vital. Um, but martial arts does such miracle work. It's 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 amazing. Kathy, awesome. I'm Michelle. Um, <clears throat> I just have. Can you hear me correctly? Yes. Okay, so I, you know what, I, I'm always looking for that aha moment. Where were you? What season was it? What do you remember about that moment where it absolutely hit you like a ton of bricks that it was, you knew at that moment that all of your life experiences teaching ha- was going to be turned into a book. When did you say to yourself, that's it, I'm writing a book? I didn't. I started with a blog. Um I do remember the moment that uh, we, I was in a dressing room with one of my senior students, and she says, uh, you need to start a blog. People need to – because I would tell her stories about the kids' class, and I would go mm-hmm. home and tell my partner about the kids' class and all the things that they learned and all the things that, all the ways that they were growing, and mm-hmm. people were encouraging me to write this down. And I'd wanted to be a writer since I was in the third grade. I had a great teacher oh, who inspired funny. me. And I wanted to be John Girl Walton. <laughs> I really wanted to be a writer just like on the Waltons. And, and so that was how I started. I, I got on blog, uh, blogger.com. Uh, it's, very, it's, it's free. Uh, it's very easy to set up. Uh, I, got a, uh, I got a name. And I just started blogging. Every time a student had a breakthrough, I was writing. And slowly, some of those blog posts, um, magazines wanted to publish them, mostly Taekwondo magazines, but uh, but other magazines as well, other associations uh, wanted to include these stories in their newsletters uh, because they're inspiring and they're powerful and they're mm-hmm. impactful. Um, so that was just how it started. And... Um, I actually was in the middle of writing my memoir of how I my my childhood, uh, growing up with an alcoholic father, uh, a raging mom, and how difficult it was, and how watching Kung Fu with David Carradine inspired me to want to take martial arts. It was the piece that I'd wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was writing my memoir about how I'd always been on a search for peace and how I went from white to yellow to all the way up to, to black belt and my personal story. And there was something in the back of my mind that, that said, nah, you know, you need to talk about the kids first. Mm-hmm. This is, this is really your gift. Uh, if you, you know, life is short. If you write nothing else, uh, or if you have one book to contribute to the world, uh, this is the one that needs to happen. So, I took this book, which was 95% written, and I had to put it to the side because my gut was telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends who told me that 
set aside time to write every day. So I set aside 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. as my writing time. And I just started putting it in book form. I had so much conflicting advice (laughs) from agents and editors, (laughs) publishers. Um, For about a year, I was in in negotiations for um, a publisher on the East Coast. And they ultimately thought that it was not a, uh, a project that they wanted to uh, pursue. And I believe that when doors close, another open. And it, right mm-hmm. within the week, uh, Psychic Publications and I contacted. We had a we had a great conversation, and from there, the book uh, the book was published. And it's been a phenomenal experience. Um, not, not just because it really did fulfill my initial childhood dream of being a published author, uh, but it, I've I've had the great honor and opportunity to, as a result of promoting this book, to meet and talk to, I mean, real rock stars in the martial arts world, of, mm-hmm. and not just talk about the the cool things that happen as a result of your work, but also the fact that they still have things that they're struggling with, that we all yes, are still uh, growing. You got and, it. Um, yeah, we're all forever students, and we're and, and that's one of the things that I try to to tell my students is that you, you know don't look at the stripes on my belt because I mean that just shows how long I've been on this mat. I've still got struggles to or <laughs> things that I still have to work on. Uh, I still have a lot of things that that uh, I can be better at. So if not a front kick and a side kick, uh, being a better daughter. Uh, being a better citizen, being a better neighbor, um, yeah, you know, showing up on time to work and, and doing, you know, a, a good job for a good day's pay and trying not to complain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a question, um, you know, so for anyone out there that is, um, you know, struggling with that, also had the desire to be a writer and just really don't have any complete material, but they have material, you know, what would right. be some advice that you would give to them? Is it to set aside, I call it setting appointments with myself. I'll keep my, I'll keep appointments all day long at my own self-sacrificial cost, whatever it may be to keep my word to someone else. But when it comes to myself, I have this huge problem of like, that's not, I'm not important. And I decide to do something else with that time that I've set aside. What would you suggest? to man or woman, but specifically women that really do want to get their story out there um, and and start writing? Uh, start writing. Uh, okay. The best advice that I've ever been given is uh, is to sit your bottom in a chair. <laughs> There's no other way around that is to set your bottom in a chair. But as far as the self-esteem or the self-worth is, is concerned, that has to be something that has to be a deal that you work out with yourself. You really have to believe that one, there's a reason that you've gone through all the things that you've gone through. This is my personal belief is that if you've had a really hard life, one of the, one of the, the ways that you can make peace with that is by sharing it with someone else who is going through that right now. And you might not even be at the end of your experience with that, uh, whether it be a trauma, um, a tragedy, you might not even feel like you're at the end of that experience. But you can always help someone. There's a there's a saying on the mat is that even uh, a white belt with one day's experience is uh, beneficial to the white belt that just walked on the mat. So everyone's experience is valuable. It is unique and yet um, the same. 
we um we all share a common growth and a and a common doubt that we're not good enough or that others are better uh we have no business doing this and and that's all BS personally it's it's just not true but we are conditioned to listen to maybe what parents or society may have said to us at one point and believed it mm-hmm. when why is it why isn't when someone says yes you are worth it that we don't immediately believe it that we automatically go to giving more worth to things that are negative about us than things that people say that are positive um Correct. and it you know it's it's just you have to make that personal choice that you're going to listen for the positive you're going to take what you like and leave the rest of the negative behind um it is it, until that happens until you make that personal choice uh things probably aren't going to change you have to change your playmakers your playmates and play places too if the people in your circle and in your family are not supportive, find a different family. In other words, mm-hmm. I have a I have a writing group uh, that I meet with, um, and I've gone to writers retreats. This summer, I went to a great one in Alpine, Texas. Um, I meet with writers. I I have martial arts friends. Um, I am uh, I'm in a recovery twelve step recovery program. That's my family. And I don't go to my biological family for the greatest amount of my positive feedback because they're just in a place where they can't support me in that way. And that's okay. It's taken me a long time to get there with that's okay, but it is okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, my best advice is just um, surround yourself with people who unconditionally support you. Uh, and those who don't, then it's really their issue mm-hmm. that it, it's their it's their stuff. It's not yours. Find people that are around that you can uh, connect with on a very powerful basis. Uh, people who touch, move, and inspire you, and uh, make you want to are motivating for you. Make you want to make the changes in your life because they're not easy. But ultimately, mm-hmm. write your story. Sit your bottom in a chair. And just do it because people like me, I want to read them. Mm-hmm. Excellent, great, thank you for that. Awesome. Christina? Yeah, you know, I had a, a just a quick question, Kathy. Are you associated with Palma? I I know of Palma. I've never been to their oh. uh, uh, to to their camp, but I know the people who run Palma. It's been uh, I've actually thought about applying as an instructor there. Uh, but I am also I am a member of the National Women's Martial Arts Federation and the Association of Women Martial Arts Instructors. Those, okay, that's why three, your name is so familiar. I'm like, yeah, where do I know those this three woman organizations. from? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, where do I know this woman from? Because your name was so familiar. I'm like, I know this. I know this girl from somewhere, <laughs> and I don't know where. And uh, so yeah, I figured uh, I, I just got to ask. <laughs> yeah, I've taught at. Uh, uh, the National Women's Martial Arts Federation camps mm-hmm. um, a number of times. Uh, I, in fact, I'm, the Association of Women Martial Arts Instructors is having their annual conference in Austin this year, so mm-hmm. I'll be there. Uh, and I oh, provide cool. entertainment for their Hall of Fame banquet. Oh, um, I am the I sing parodies uh, and oh, I, I kind of oh. do a roast. <laughs> So that's my that's my other gift is that I have a uh I love to write parodies and uh 
um, funny lyrics. Uh, and so I'll do the same thing at this year's uh, banquet. It's always a lot of fun. And, Oh, um, cool. And if you're a female martial artist, I, I highly encourage you to get connected with a group like PAMA uh, or the NWMAF or AME, AWMAI. Mm-hmm. Um, get get with those women and, and find, uh, with especially from my perspective of, of being a woman, I've owned a, a school before, um, being a, a, a woman out out there in a very male-dominated industry um, mm-hmm. You can really use the support of your sisters, and yes, there definitely. are women who have uh, who have had really great uh, experiences. If you've ever had a fallen out with your instructor and you need promotion um, mm-hmm. opportunities uh, or just recognition, those are the places that uh, just validation. Those are the places that I go to for that. So yeah, Palma is on my list of of camps to go to in the future and possibly teach at if, uh, if I'm, um, if they're accepting. And, and uh, so I'm, it's on my list and it's definitely overdue for me to go to Palma camp. Well, well right just now on the board. We, yeah, I'm on the board for Palma for the next like three or four years. I forget how long the term is. Oh, um, and I know, I know for a fact that we would welcome your, your application to teach. Um, and uh, oh, I, was, uh, I know you now. In, yeah. Frida. <laughs> yeah. I'm the little Filipino chick with the bullwhip. <laughs> oh, no. I can't believe it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it is a small uh-huh. world, right? So treat everybody with, 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 uh, with respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely do, you know, do consider it. And um, I'm a member of AME also. I just, I missed the parody part. If you, if you, the, I was, I was inducted last year. So I guess you, I guess I either missed it or whatever. Cause I was, I had like terrible migraines the whole weekend. And I was like, a lot. I'm, I'm I actually did. I, I did. I missed last year. Oh, okay. I, that uh, it was the one year that I that I missed. But uh, I'll be back on. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on stage this year. Looking forward to uh, roast a number of women. Awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh-huh. I can't make it to Ame this uh, this next year, but definitely uh, future ones. But wow, very cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I. I cleared up who you were. I'm like, I know this name from somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. I know I've seen it someplace. So awesome. Small world. Small world. Very cool. No kidding. Awesome. Well, we will uh, go ahead and let you get back to your table there. And uh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, yes, Kathy. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's an honor to, to help you guys out. And, and, uh, and so thank you for uh, doing the work that you do, uh, I love that uh, getting the word out of, of the, the power of martial arts and the way that it can help transform lives, adults, kids, mm-hmm. women, um, mm-hmm. teens. Uh, it's just, it, it, it goes as far as you can take it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just uh, cannot uh, tell you how blessed I am to have found this way of life. So thank you for doing what you're doing, and thank you for having me. Thank you. And would it be okay if we promoted your book on our uh, radio station page? Absolutely. Uh, You can also go to kathyshapati.com, and there's some information about uh, what I do and where I'm going to be in the coming months. Uh, There's a – on the homepage should be a schedule of events. Um, So, yeah, and then there's um, – if uh, there's email, uh, if anyone has any questions or uh, Q&A, 
T A O Texas uh, at gmail dot com. Dow Texas at gmail dot com. Awesome. And, and uh, I welcome every anyone's um, reviews of the book on Amazon uh, or on their Facebook pages. Um, let me know how I can uh, help you out, and uh, I look forward to working with you again. Oh, thank you, awesome. Kathy. Thank you so much. I'm definitely, thank you. Uh, I def, I'm definitely going to read the book because I teach children too, and I, you know, it's part of part of my uh, mission to to bring the benefits of martial arts for all children out there to right. all parents. Right. So thank you so much for the book. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you. Yes, you too. All right, bye bye. Bye, Kathy. Bye-bye. Wow, awesome. What a great book. You know, while while you were talking with her, I had a chance to briefly read a sample of the book um on Amazon. Oh. And this is and I was like starting to not pay attention to the discussion because I was drawn <laughs> into the book. Kathy's writing style is amazing. It really draws you into, you know, the what it's like to to be literally thrown into a class after volunteering mm-hmm. to teach kids. And I, I, and that's what happened to me. I was literally thrown into a class after I got my black belt. And, you know, and I've met a lot of instructors that choose not to teach kids because, you know, a, a lot of schools tend to look at kids as just being the main money-making opportunity, right? Get the kids in. It makes um, the money. But we're going to yeah. concentrate on the adults where the details and the science comes in. You know, and I, I, I hear people say, oh, I don't have the patience to teach kids or, or what have you. And it's, um, you know, um, or if they do teach kids because there's no one else that will do it, they treat the kids like little adults. And that's not what you do. And, you know, it's 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 so refreshing to meet someone else that that that. I, I can't wait to read the book because I'm pretty sure a lot of it parallels what I'd gone through doing the whole, like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. As she's yeah, speaking, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, it's just probably what you've experienced. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to read the rest of it or listen to it. I think uh, I think uh, hopefully if it's on uh, uh, Audible, a Kindle book, that I'll listen to it. So very cool. It was great to great to meet her and to finally pin down who she was. That's cool. I was like, yeah. who is this? I know the well, name. Well, now, Rusty, I hope she. I hope you take her advice because I was listening to her. Remember when yeah. you got inducted into the Instructors Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, and I wrote that that letter, that nice congratulations letter. Yes. yes. My wife said, at the end, you should put, write the damn book. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's true. It, it, it's true. It's like, you know, I just need to, even an hour, you know, or even what, uh, it is, but it's kind of like, you know, just an hour can, because I know what I can write in an email in an hour. So it's like, okay, you know, as long as I think of it like, okay, it's just an hour, you know, even if it's one chapter, you know, seven days means seven chapters. So, you know, and then dealing with editing later, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, self-publishing is, is a, you know, a lot easier than having to go through, you know, the the big houses and stuff like that. Because, you know, you heard what Kathy was talking about. You know, some mm-hmm. some houses will say, yeah, that's not a project we want to get into. And I think it's after because a of the subject. Yeah, after a year. And I think it's because of the subject matter. 
like you know, it's not a self-help book. It's not about or it's new ways. Not Fifty it's not Shades a, of Grey, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's not anything like that. And you know, and I think, I think books like Kathy's, any other martial uh, martial art author out there, you know, if 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 they can bring, and you know, if I get started writing, you know, if we can all bring the the subject of martial arts into a wider audience so that way it is considered you know a uh an actual subject matter or books then wouldn't that be great because it's like wow you know for a house to say "Eh, i don't think that's a subject you want to get into it's what you know but people are like reading books about oh i don't know like um quantum touch therapy or something and it's like what there's an audience for martial arts as as much as there is for you know um other versions of conscious consciousness healing so anyhow yeah no but you know it's a good point i mean it's that if you have that apprehension to write and say you know oh gosh you know your your smaller self is telling you know your larger self no one's going to want to hear what i have to say this is boring. No one's going to buy your book. And that, that criticism starts happening. And then you try to, you finally get it all down and you go to shop it. And when you have, you know, someone come back and after a year and say, we're really not going to move forward. It's discouraging. It is. It is. It's discouraging as much as like, you know, as much as uh, hunting for a job, you know, you know what your right, skills yeah. are. You finally, you finally, you know, took the time to to write that book or pound the pavement and find a job and to only be told, eh, yeah. Basically, we found better <laughs> things that, you know, it, it can be discouraging. But, you know, I think uh, I think as martial artists, martial arts authors, you know, just kind of tend to stick to it. <laughs> like Well, but you, know, you have to remember that, and Michael Matsuda and I had talked about this at the museum, that if you sell 100 books, that should be put on the bestsellers list because of our limited audience. Oh, right. Yeah. Don't expect that's to true. sell 100,000 books. Yeah. Yeah. De- de- definitely. You know, and I took that in consideration because it is a, uh, uh, like a specialty audience, so to speak, right? You know, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And within the specialty audience of, yeah, exactly. And within the specialty audience of martial arts, 100 books is a lot. You know, it's a, it is, you know, so kudos to Kathy for that. And uh, definitely just that sample chapter that I read, incredible. It drew me in and I went, oh, wait, I better close the window. I better listen to what's going on now. You know, she saw something shiny, so it distracted her. Exactly. (laughs) Bright and shiny. So I'm going to glitter. Yeah, Exactly. Well, we are almost at the top of the hour. We have about uh, 10 minutes left of our broadcast. So, wow, let's close it up with some uh, comments that you guys have about the well, event. Well, a- actually, uh, at, you know, Michelle and I are going to sit down and talk a little bit after the show. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around and collect sound bites from people. Not about the event. I'm going to go to Doug Long and say, Sifu, please say this is Sifu Doug Wong, and you're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. So that's going to be my rest of the day. Oh, there you go. That'd be great. That way, um, that way we can uh, um, just kind of rotate them out in our uh, in our breaks and stuff like that. I think that would be great. Because I do. 
Yeah, I, I I love Rocky too. It's just a matter of you know it'd be great if we got like some of the other uh, teachers to to kind of advertise themselves also in that way. Yeah. And uh, we also look forward to Michelle recording a soundbite for us for the uh, Marshall uh, Masters Hall of Fame World News. That would be great. That's going to be part of Absolutely. our long break and stuff. So yeah. And, and I did get her invited uh, to uh, next week's. Uh, Red carpet event. Oh, thank you, love. You're forgiven for all your poor jokes this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And overdressing. But, you know, it it, it adds a certain, you know, dressing up adds a certain amount of, like, elegance to a tournament. It it adds a sense of, uh, like... Appropriateness to a tournament. No, you know, you know I totally agree. I do. There's some yeah. honor in it. And and if exactly. I had I known, I would have worn a gown. You know, next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it it drives me crazy though when I used to compete when people would be in their dirty cargo shorts. You know, with you know, uh, literally a spittoon can in the cargo pocket. You know, and a hat worn backwards and stuff like that. And they're there's you know there's they're they're sitting on a judging panel. I'm like. Excuse me. No, uh-uh, unacceptable. Oh, you know, I, I had someone a... else looks like they clean out the garage, roll out of bed, clean out the garage, and come to a tournament. That's unacceptable. Exactly. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I had a fit yesterday because somebody that was judge, that was a center judge was mm-hmm. was in cargo shorts and tank. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, I had a no. fit. No, no. It's like as a, as a competitor, um, you know, I – Back then, I don't know if it's the same now. You had you had the right to request a different judge if you you know for any reason. You didn't even have to tell a reason. And you know, I I went ahead and competed with you know guys in cargo shorts and dirty baseball caps and stuff like that because it's like you know what I don't care how you're dressed. I know how I prepared for this tournament, and you're gonna watch me. But it still kind of put a little bit of a damper on on the on you know how i felt i could be performing right you know um yeah. and they, they stand out like a sore thumb oh, no. but yeah, anyhow <laughs> well, there has to be some standard right i mean where did yeah. we lose that when did that go out the window i don't know you know i think it's oh. when people are like short on judges and they just literally get on the microphone Rose and say hey we need a black belt and they rope somebody in and it's like you know, if you're going to go to, if you I look at it this way, if you're a black belt and you're going to go to a tournament, at least go in like, you know, uh, you know, casual Friday type of stuff, you know, go in with, you know, right. slacks or something like that, you know, a polo shirt even, you know, don't go in in a ratty or, t-shirt and shorts and yeah. a tank top or something, you know. Or keep um, a bag or, in the car, keep a bag yeah. in the trunk and if you choose to respond to a call for a black belt judge, then you go to your car and you get your stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, always have a uniform. There's always a there's always a gi in the back of my truck. You know, and it's like for for that just in case. Hey, you know, Rusty, we need someone. Okay, you know, yeah. give me ten minutes, I'll be out there in ring five. And you know, it, <laughs> do you, do you, you know, carry a gi and silks with you? No, I just carry a gi. Oh, okay. Okay. I just carry my I just carry my old gi and a and a new black belt. <laughs> I was gonna say that, that old black belt looks like like it's white belt. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, that one stays oh, at the it's so warm. Yeah, that old ratted ratted black belt stays at the studio. I just, you know, put on a new black belt for you know, for stuff like that. Who cares? You know? Yeah. It's a black Step belt. out. You need a new black belt. It's like that's new right. Shoes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're, we get we get a couple women on the show and they start talking shoes. Oh, you be quiet. It's a joke. <laughs> it's oh, a I forgot. I'm going to see Michelle in a couple minutes. She's going to kick my butt yeah, later. I, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I Yeah. The only shoes I look for are running shoes and hiking boots. and Oh, and motorcycle boots. And I haven't. That reminds me. I should probably get new new running shoes. But anyway. Thank <laughs> you. I know. Yep. Well, well, you do you do need well if you go out and get pumps though, Rusty, you could at least come up to my shoulder. Oh my gosh. You know, you're definitely <laughs> getting it now. That's it. And discussion don't you say another word. Now. You know, we're done you in eight can... minutes and it's on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a short guy. <laughs> oh don't worry, my Rusty, God. I'll take care of him. Thank you, hon. <laughs> Anyhow. That's about so, Let's just uh, let's just go ahead and uh, close close it out, and uh, that way you can nice. catch some of uh, the seminars there, Michelle and Bob. Is uh, you know have fun but getting some of those. I do want to, I do want to say something though, Rusty. This is Lynn, and don't think I'm blowing smoke up your butt, Michelle. I could not have done this without her. I could impossible. I couldn't have done it. Yes, thank no, you so no, much. No, he's, no, he just wants to have the last word. I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I do. But I'll say it then. You know, thank you so much for being a special guest co-host. It's always a pleasure having you on as a special guest co-host. And uh, because, you know, it, it, it's true. It's like even with um, just me and Bob, like Dragon Fest was tough. It was heck tough. And uh, it's, uh, it's always great to have that uh, dynamic trio. The tr- we'll call ourselves the terrific trio. <laughs> the dynamic dojo. That's it. With the terrific no, thank trio. You. <laughs> awesome. Thank well, you, you for guys- having me. Oh, you're oh, so welcome. You guys have a wonderful rest of the time there at the Battle for Blood, and I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, any other stuff that happens during the evening. And pictures, Perfect. Bob. Pictures. Lots <laughs> pictures of them. Yes, awesome. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you all soon. You too. Okay, great thank show. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye, listeners, and we'll uh, talk to all the listeners again next week. Bye-bye now.